Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And welcome to February. Yay! Hope you all had a nice January without us. We're back! Actually, we hope you didn't have a nice January without us. We, we really hope- want to, like, be needed. Yes, we hope you were pining. A lot of pining would be good. Um, sad poetry would also be advisable. I also like sad poetry. Yeah. Or happy poetry. No, I want you to be sad because you missed me. I want you to write sad poetry about how happy you are that we're back. No. Happy poetry about how sad you are that we're back? No. Definitely not that one. Definitely not that one. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the episode description. Uh, we don't want to lose any more time, so uh, we're glad to be back, and we're glad to be talking about more Will and Grace. Will and Grace and Grace and Will. All right, so this week we're on uh, episode 13 of season four, mm-hmm. and it's called Whoa, Nelly. I, honest to God, for a second was like, why did they call this episode that? And then I remembered horses. Yes, there are horses. Uh, The episode description goes as follows. While buying holiday gifts, Grace schemes to fix up the giggly mistress, guest star Leslie Ann Warren, of Will's father with a friend as a favor to Will in hopes that she will abandon his old man. Okay, so... We'll critique on the uh, summary because we've had a lot of bad ones this season. They're not holiday gift shopping at all, to my knowledge. You know, I would actually guess that this episode was probably just aired out of order. Because I was surprised to see that also. But the way the scene was filmed, it seemed like they kind of were holiday shopping, but they took out any references to it. I just mean like, because like when we happen upon Tina, she's trying to return something and lost her receipt. So to me, that's, that's true. That seems like much more of like a January thing. Well, and the episode did actually air in January, January yeah. 2nd. Like, so to me, it seems like whilst out doing holiday returns. Yes. Like, Which is I'm, a very important part of the holidays. Only if you're Matthew. If Other people do returns, too. If you're me, everything you get is wonderful, and you never return a thing. It's not my fault that your entire family has just, like, a full, like, guilt umbrella happening all over the holidays. I mean, they don't, though. I just genuinely like everything I get. I've never returned something unless it didn't fit, and then I just get the same thing in a different size. This the, is what I live with. Even the one time I probably should have, because I never wore that sweater again. This is what I live with. This is what your mom lives with. No, it's not. She doesn't live here. Happy belated birthday to Matthew's mother. <laughs> Her birthday was in January. It is no longer January. I think before we start in on this episode, uh, we need to take a sidebar so that Tess can let all of her feelings about Tina out. She has many of them. Okay. So, like, here's the thing. I hate Tina. I also dislike Will's dad. So, like, I think part of that is because I just, I have feelings about him. Mm-hmm. But Tina, as a character is insanely frustrating to me and it kind of makes me like grind my teeth whenever she's on screen and like the giggling I'm a giggly person and this is too much and she's just she's stupid she's genuinely like putting feminism back like 35 years like the fact that this idiotic woman was like oh I can't believe Will's father is cheating on me with his wife I'm just like you are so dumb you need to be put into a place where they keep dumb people like i don't like rhode island or something like go to rhode island do not come near these characters you are horrible and scene thank you (laughs) this has been my ted talk (laughs) uh for me my frustration with the episode and not even frustration that's probably too strong a word um is less in Tina as a character, who I find kind of irritating, but okay. Hmm. I just... The choice of trying to set up your father's mistress. 
Yeah, that in and of itself does not follow this thing that we on this podcast like to call logic. Like, I get, I totally do get what Will's going for yeah, it's, when Grace suggests it kind of on accident. Because his logic is that if he can get his father's mistress to be interested in someone else, she will leave his father. Okay, but then the plan completely backfires on him. Yes. Like, I just mean, if he hadn't gotten involved at all, she was so mad at him at the beginning of the episode, like, it was entirely possible they might have broken up. And I think that's something that, like, Grayson will legitimately miss. Like, she's there at the record store to return gifts, presumably that he got her, because she's so angry. Well, I think it was something like he was spending his birthday with his wife, so she was returning the gifts that he bought her? Yes. No, she bought him. I see. I think she was returning the birthday gifts because she was mad. Yes. And I totally sympathize with her, but I also don't. I mean, like, you're a mistress. Like, I think as a mistress, you are aware of the mistress's bill of rights and that and that <laughs> does not guarantee you holidays and birthdays. Like, yeah, you don't get holidays and birthdays. I mean, she already got Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. Like, you're okay. You should be satisfied. Yeah. But she will never be satisfied. She will never be satisfied. <laughs> God, I hate her. <laughs> uh, don't but, shout so loudly. Our listeners are going to stop letting to hear us. I'm sorry. God, I hate her. That's better. Was that sultry enough? It was so sultry. Oh, but seriously, she's just a very frustrating character. And, like, Grace deciding that she's going to set her up with someone without actually having someone in mind is, like, Mm -hmm. first of all, like, was that a thing in the 90s and early 2000s of, like, actually setting people up on dates? Oh, yeah. Because, like, I've never actually met a single person who's been set up ever. Well, that's because we're not straight and we don't have any friends. Okay. Way to harsh my mellow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, think about it, though. Like, think think about how many people you know. Okay. Now, think about us. Yeah. Now, think about trying to set me up with any of the people you know. All the people I know are women. Yeah. Except you. Yeah. It doesn't work. See, if I was straight, you'd have tons of people to set me up with. No, because all the women I know are queer. <sighs> Listeners, when I return from looking into the camera like Jim in the office, <laughs> we're going to transition, I think, to the other reason that Will and Grace's plan is really flawed. The reason's name is Larry. Yes. So basically, Grace does pull a man out of her ass, it seems like, to set... Not her ass, per se. Well, she pulls someone out of thin air to set Tina up with. But as it turns out, this person is, in fact, a married man. And I guess Grace was trying to go for Tina's type. Yes. Um, But his wife was in town, so he clearly could not join her on this date. And so then they pull Larry. Larry the gay friend. Yes. So Larry... Uh, It's great that we've just gotten reintroduced to on the revival. Yes. So Larry has returned in many forms. And so he's in Will and Grace's apartment because he's returning a coffee urn, Mm -hmm. which he used for his Moulin Rouge being released on DVD party. Which mood? Oh, my God. Was it even DVD or was it video? No, it was DVD. Oh, thank God. Don't worry. They had DVDs in the 2000s, a time you were alive for. Okay. You forget that I didn't have internet until 2001, nor did I have a computer. This episode takes place in I, 2001. But I'm just saying, like... After that. Like, getting, like, dial-up internet was, like, so big for me in 2001 when everyone else got it in 96. Yeah, that, so, like, that was sad So, like, you. I don't know when DVD players came out, because I did not have a DVD player until high school. Gosh, this is so... so alarma. Alarma? Alarma. Full alarma. Is that, like, a llama that's alarmed? It's an alarmed llama, yes. It's an alarmed llama. All right, so, yeah, so they decide because instead of crushing her confidence by telling her that the guy canceled, they just 
make Larry do it and like guilt yeah. him and like Grace is like Larry we lent you the coffee urn like you have to do this and I'm like how stupid is Larry like <laughs> he's going to Rhode Island as well like he's so stupid that he's like yes I borrowed a coffee urn yes ergo I must pretend to be straight and cheat on my husband for an evening <laughs> I don't uh, think it counts as cheating on your husband if you have no interest in making out with the woman that is true also if you treat the woman like your mother yeah it's probably more like babysitting yeah I just I I think that was the part where the plan should have been called off somehow. Because if you're not going to have the man go through with the making out of the kissy face. like Right. Like, how is that supposed to up her confidence? Yes. Like, it seemed to, which makes no sense, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yes. It's not sustainable unless it's someone who will be able to reciprocate her affections in the moment. Right. But ultimately, like, decide to leave her when she leaves Larry. Or Will's father. Yeah. Or or not. I mean, like, if, right. if that works for you, like... Happy Christmas. I don't know. It was just, it was a very strange plan. They should have just told her the guy wasn't available. Like, yeah. And like set it up for a different day. All right. Then, okay. Second question I have about this date. Why were they on it? Like if you set someone up, it was not my understanding that you had to double date with them. Yeah. But I think that's a big TV thing. It's like, you can't just. Well, yeah. Admittedly, like it would have been weird to watch a scene with Larry and Tina alone. Yeah. But like. From, like, a real-life perspective? Yeah, that, that was weird. That felt odd And the staging of it was strange. Yes. Because for some reason they felt the need to put Will and Grace on the same side of the table, which is not how you or I would sit in no. that situation. No, I mean, even if we were on, like, a double date, like... Yeah, like, literally that situation, like, without the trying to get, you know, the woman to stop dating your father. Right. Like, that doesn't make sense. You want the people who are on the date for the first time to be across from each other. Right. So they, like... Bond and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, so um, the date's a disaster, and among the reasons are the fact that Larry is incredibly gay, and so when asked about things Top like, reason. Things like hobbies, he's like, oh, I like to needlepoint. <laughs> um, and then Will starts to say something about sports, and he's like, yeah, that's a thing. Well, and it's weird that like the pivot comes from treating... Uh, the mistress like his mother. Yes. So basically Tina goes to the restroom and Grace is like, okay, this is a disaster. We have to change how you're doing this. And then she's like, okay, Larry, I've got it. Treat her like your mother. Mm -hmm. And Will is like, how dare you? And then she's like, well, think about it. And he's like, you're right. Treat her like your mother. Except apparently Larry's mother is elderly, a drunk and wanders off sometimes. So he proceeds. This feels normal. So he proceeds to do things like cut up Tina's food for her and talk to her like she's deaf. <laughs> and he's like, I'm only cutting up half of this because you can take the other half home and use it for a nice sandwich tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, oh. How thoughtful. And then like when he gets up to use the restroom himself, he's just like, tells the waiter like, don't give her any more wine. And I'm just like, okay, why are you talking loud to the waiter? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. So it's it's it should be her being like, man, this guy is fucking weird. Yeah. But instead, she's like, he's just so respectful and sensitive, and he needlepoints. And I'm just like, I can see you having a really hard time trying to like keep your loathing for Tina out of like the rest of the podcast. I'm trying because I put it on. How can how can she be the character on the show you hate the most? I mean, because I hate her. But like, think of all the other characters we hate on this show, like Harlan. I didn't hate Harlan as much as you. Ben. I hated Ben. Yeah. I did hate Ben. You could keep it together for Ben. No, I couldn't. Okay, you could... <laughs> you edited out that shit. You could comparatively keep it together for Ben. I just mean, I, fi- I find her very frustrating because she's an idiot. Okay. And I have 
very little patience for idiots of that, like, dense idiots, like, who just can't take a hint even when someone is literally spelling it out for them. <laughs> like, at least Jack will pick up on shit eventually. Right. So, okay. So then we get home from the date, and Grace is, like, berating Larry to, like, be more sexy towards Tina or whatever the fuck. And then Will and Tina are talking, and Tina's like, yeah, Larry's great, and I don't like your dad because he's a jerk and he's uncaring and la la la. All things which are true, by the way, about Will Truman's father. That's, yes. That's a pretty... That's true. Understandable statement. But then Will, like, defends his father? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to make that scene at all. Like, it already kind of resolved the situation, but then Will, like, muddied the situation by jumping in and defending his dad. Yeah, he, like, unresolved it. Yes. Yeah. And that's a weird choice, because the show, we've said this before, has no idea what to do with Will's dad, because mm-hmm. it wants him to be a negative influence in Will's life for drama reasons. But also, like, legit character reasons. Yeah. But, but it doesn't want to commit to him being, like, a Seinfeld character. Right. They And, like, they also, like, just can't, like, they also seem to be, like, living in this dream world where, like, being cool with gay people means that you're not a garbage person. Right. And, like, I know plenty of garbage people who aren't homophobic. Like, right. That's, that's not, like, the defining characteristic of right. a garbage person. And so, like, Will being, like... Well, after I, I called my dad and I told him he was gay, he crashed his car, but then... He told he, his dad that he was gay? Yeah, he, he told his dad, Dad, you're gay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> you know, as you do. Right, got it. Call up your dad, you're like, Dad... You're gay. You're gay. And he's like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me, I had no idea. And his dad's like, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> okay, but, so anyways, after Will calls his dad and says, Dad, I'm gay, mm-hmm. his dad proceeds to crash his car... But then he's like... But then he's really chill about but it. But then he's really chill about it. He's like, you are my son. That's all I know. Which isn't as positive as I think Will like thinks Like, that, like, would legitimately be, like... Let me say that again. Like, that might legitimately be, like, a mental issue. Like, he might have gotten out of the car <laughs> and been like, Will, you're my son. <laughs> That's all I That's know. That's all I know. He's got, like, some, like, memory like, loss. Yeah. Like, like, there might be, like, a, a cadence thing that maybe, didn't translate over the car phone. Maybe he, like, was concussed. Yeah. Like, like literally, I'm, I'm not... I don't even know what you said to me just now, but, like, all I know <laughs> is composite Will, in knowledge bank. You are my son. You are my son. Do I have a wife? Or, maybe, I think, mistress? Maybe that's how he met Tina, is he was so concussed in They were in the brain damage loss, ward together, yes. And so he met Tina in the brain damage ward and genuinely could not remember if he had a wife. And then upon learning he had a wife... Yeah, this checks. This checks. ...decided like this. to just maintain like a mistress. This. I like this. I like this. <laughs> Yep. That's why he's having such trouble with it, because sometimes his brain connections get wired wrong yeah. again. He's like, oh, I don't have a mistress anymore. Better drive back up to Westchester. That's probably why he missed Thanksgiving. He forgot he had a wife that time. All he knew was that he had a son yep. named Will oh. and a mistress. <laughs> this makes sense. This makes as much sense as what we've been given in, in the show. Story checks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so essentially Will, in defending his father to Tina... Like, reaffirms her love for him. Yes, he gets his parents back together. If by parents we mean his father and his father's mistress. Yep. So. That happens. So, good work, Will. Good job. Take one for the team or something. And then, like, okay, so then we have the resolution of the Larry storyline. So, Larry comes back inside from the outdoors where he was, where Grace was berating him. And she's like, Larry... I'm so sorry I can't see you anymore. I'm in love with another man. And he's like, oh, thank God, me too. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll call you to let you know I got home safe. And then <laughs> leaves. 
And she's like, he's just such a nice man. And I'm like, did you miss the part where he's gay? Oh, yeah. And then she was like, Grace, he seems more your type. That was legitimately a good line. Yeah, I laughed. That was funny. Let's talk about the horse. Horses. So there's horses this week. Nay. They're animals. I've never had any affection for horses. You weren't a horse kid? I was not a horse kid. I wasn't either, but I had friends that were horse kids. I knew people who had, like, the Barbie horses where you could brush the hair. I had an American Girl doll horse that my mom won in a lottery at work. Ah. You could also brush its hair. I see. And your dollies could ride it. It's very important. That is very important when you have the dollies. Mm Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love this part of the episode. I thought it was actually kind of... I mean, it's obviously more traditionally funny, and I think yes. it was stronger in a lot of ways mm-hmm. than the A-plot, but it was also just kind of weird. Yes. Also like, that. Karen decides to get a horse. Which was surprising, because being as rich as she is, you'd assume that she wouldn't have one already. Also, her husband's in prison, so you'd assume that all of her assets are frozen. Apparently not. Apparently she's got some horse money lying around. Buys a horse. She wants to pimp him out like a stud. You see, I think I think it's like actually like a horse breeding term is that you put them out to stud. Yeah, I, no, I understand. I just mean like that's what she wants to do. It's she's pimping out the horse. She's pimping the horse. She's putting it out to stud. Wasn't that a thing on the crown? Wasn't there like an entire like I'm there was pimp out my horse yes. plotline? And I think if I remember right, the pimp out my horse plotline uh, involves the queen's rumored mistress. Oh, yes. For those of you who are Chauncey aren't... or Ponceroy or something. Yeah, he's got a fucking stupid name, like <laughs> Quincy or Chauncey. Sorry, Sorry Ponceroy. <laughs> Poncerelli, like. <laughs> <laughs> but this horse is not Poncerelli. Nope. This horse's name is... What is the horse's name again? Uh, it is uh, It is Lamar. Lamar, yes. And he is named after a sailor that Jack slept with during Fleet Week. Yes. I don't really remember what the reasoning and why that had to do with the horse, but I'm into it. I don't remember either. Maybe he had a horse face or a... Long penis? Anyways. Hung like a horse? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Lamar's a lovely horse. Yes. But like his namesake, he's a little gay. He's, uh, there was a lovely hand swoosh that happened yes. there. Um, so Lamar the, the horse is... is a, Lamar the gay horse. He's gay. I don't know how often it is that horses are gay, but let's just assume... I think it's less than the human population, but not, like, a lot less. I don't know. Like, lions are gay. Yeah, but lions have pride. Do horses have pride? <laughs> Do horses have pride? No. Their eyes aren't even on the same side of their head. God, horses are stupid. Horses are stupid animals. They're really weirdly designed. Yeah. Like, there are better versions of horses in other parts of the world. Have you seen a zebra lately? Zebras are cool. Zebras are literally just stripy horses. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with stripes? Can you ride a zebra? Not now, because they're not domesticated. I just mean, like, could you, in theory, domesticate and ride a zebra? Yes. How do you think domesticating things works? I just mean, like, could you crossbreed a zebra with a horse, so then you'd have, like, a yes, a black and brown Haven't you ever heard horse? of a zorse? A zorse? Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's, like, a real thing. Yikes. We'll have to put a picture of that in show notes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's real. It might also be from a fantasy novel, so don't quote me on that. (laughs) But I feel pretty confident, like 82% confident, that it's also a real world thing. Cool. But so Lamar the horse is gay, and so then Jack, being so proud of his little horse baby, he tells Karen. Mm -hmm. And Karen is not so proud of her little horse baby. (laughs) I think this is... It it was funny because it's a kind of plotline that would be hard to do now, where... Two characters who are part of a, like, minority group treat 
non let me let me it's hard to phrase it because like it's hard to talk out we had a lot of trouble like off mic yes verbalizing it but it's kind of like you take these characters who are gay like let's just karen's basically gay she's bisexual she's a gay man like she's whatever she's queer these two queer characters have encountered like a situation where they're the parents of a character that's just come out of the closet yes and they're being really insensitive about it which is ironic because they themselves are queer yes the horse is just a horse Yes. Of course. Of course, of course. And, and, it, <laughs> and it, it, there, there's a humor to that. Like, yes. the, the situational irony of it. Yeah, because, like, it, objectively, it does not follow logically that if you're cool with you being gay and you're cool with your best friend slash horse co-parent mm-hmm. being gay, why would you have a problem with your horse child being mm-hmm. gay? But... Because her whole hope was to be a horse grandma and yeah. to have grand ponies, she's very upset. Which, by the way, is precisely what my mother said to me when I came out to her. I just want you to have babies. And you know what? I'm really sensitive to that pain that you had. But also, I'm a little bit on Karen's original side here. Like, if you bought that horse to make horse babies... I, admittedly, like, I... the horse is not a person. You should get rid of the horse. Okay, like... I don't really know anything about horse breeding, but, like, I kind of feel like you could probably just jerk the horse off and get that sperms anyways. I'm not going to jerk off my horse. No, I, like, I what mean, the like, fuck is wrong with like, you? I, mean, like, I think there are machines for it because, like, that's how they artificially inseminate cows. I, I understand like, that. Like, if they could do it on a on a cow, they could do it on a horse. I'm just, I don't think cows and horses are that different. I'm just saying, if I could sell the horse back and get a different straight horse where I didn't have to take a machine and fucking give my horse a hand job. Well, is it really a... It's more like a fleshlight, I think. I don't think it's like a hand job. I think you're really missing the point here, which is that I don't have to suffer with having a gay son. I mean, horse. I mean, horse. <laughs> Stop if you're having a gay horse. I love my dead gay horse. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, Carrie keeps the horse, which is, again, a completely fiscally irresponsible decision. Especially because I think her assets should almost certainly be frozen. That horse will no longer pay for itself. No. Because it won't make any babies. Especially because apparently she can't afford the jerk-off machine, the yeah. horse fleshlight. Yeah. So, <laughs> Karen digs herself deeper into debt, but at least she has Lamar. Lamar, the gay horse. Can I also say, like, I don't, like, find a lot of horses, like, super pretty because I'm not, like, a horse person. Yeah, horses are not attractive. But, like, Lamar was an especially unpretty horse, in my opinion. Like, he was all spotty and, like, mm-hmm. an adult male blonde. And, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't into it. Yeah, no, that was not a good horse. No, like, I... If I'm going to see a horse, like, I want to see, like, Black Beauty or, like, a beautiful chestnut. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one of those ones where they're, like, kind of, like, gold and they're wearing highlighter all the time. Or a zebra. Or a zebra. Mm-hmm. Or a Zorse. I would love to see a Zorse. <laughs> if Zorses are real, I want one. I really hope Zorses like, are real because really. otherwise I'm very embarrassed right now. <laughs> Matthew Redden, like, tries to make Zorses a thing. Stop <laughs> trying to make Zorses a thing. <laughs> All right, Tess. Do you want to tell everyone where they can tell us whether or not Zorses are real? Absolutely, I can. So if you want to find us, our main social media is our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. Um, in addition to tweeting you about the show and our show notes, we also live tweet every new episode of the Revival series. So you can watch that and tweet along with us and have a good time. Um, you can also find us on Tumblr, on Facebook. We have a fan page. Um, we also have a Medium account where we post all of our show notes in like long form, sometimes with pictures and GIFs. They're very fun. You should definitely subscribe to those. 
Um, and also you can send us an email. We're at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. And tell us all of your thoughts about sources. Please don't send us any like videos involving sources because I'm pretty positive no. that those will involve source sex. Don't. No. No not, horse sex. This is not, not a safe space for resource sex. No, it is not. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our episode this week. Yes. We will be back next week and uh, keep going full pace until we get done with season four. All righty. We missed you. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Liza. Stay warm. The proceeds from this episode will all be donated to the Tina Trumanesque Brain Damage Award. <laughs>